2: live.
3: And it's a great day to be alive, and we're blessed to be a part of the heart and life of the greatness of God's Word, and we're blessed to be a part of each other's lives here in West Palm Beach and down there in that Lantana, and up there Lantana. in that Lantana,
1: right, that's Satellite
3: Beach, where we have the flying Santino, the believing, swimming uh iron pumping.
1: <laughs>
3: Rowing, walking, running, Santinos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh and then in Lantana we have our own Chuck a man, Charles T. Johnson. Uh, and here
4: Chuck-
3: I am. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and here in West Palm Beach we have Garland Evelyn Harris, and Evelyn Harrison.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so here we are It's
3: uh, just a wonderful time And uh, well it looks like you guys uh, We have started election season So it's, it it has begun already With candidates that want to win our votes Men once again uh, wanting to rule Different men and women wanting to rule so we're going to take a look today at the, the highest court in the land, the highest law of the land, the Supreme Court of all Supreme Courts. Um, let's see, what did I actually call it here? The Heavenly Supreme Court. There we go. That's the highest Supreme Court there is, where the laws are higher than any other laws. And those are the laws that we want to follow. And so... If you'll get your songbook and then turn to "I Am Resolved," which is number thirty, I thirty-five? No, number one. That's the whole. Well, it might be number one in your heart, right?
4: Number, oh, 29, I'm sorry, I thought it was 30, 29, 29, here we go, and a one,
3: and a two, and a one, two, three, I am resolved no longer to linger, just by the world delight, delight, that are higher things, that are nobler, my,
4: these have allured my, my
3: sight. I will hasten up to him, to hasten of glad and, and free. Jesus, my, free. greater, higher, I will come to thee. I
4: am resolved
3: to I'm, go to the I'm, Savior. He of my sin by him. I oh, am. Yes. is the true one. He is the just one.
4: He has
3: the words of life. I will hasten to an hasten of and lady. Jesus, greater
4: and higher, I will
3: come to thee. Next time it's going to be man's I am resolved to follow the Savior, faithful and true, each day, each day, He's what He say and do what He will, if He is the living way, I will hasten to you in a sense of love, oh, and peace and glory, Greater, higher, higher. higher, I will come to you. All right. And Vincent J. Santino, a word uh, for it, please.
1: Amen.
4: Oh, more than that? Okay.
1: <laughs> well, Patty's <I thought> I... <laughs> <That laughs> shaking her head. <laughs> you said a word. <laughs> uh, well, Father God, thank you for. Hey, you gave us everything, so you gave us humor. Now, Chuck's the master of humor. Yes. Patty's agreeing. green. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Well, I'm the master of something. I'm not quite sure, but I do know that I am the master of. Well, being comfortable. Being comfortable now and uh, and knowing when I can speak in tongues, and which is always. So, anyway, well, Father B, we do thank you for a wonderful day, a day that we can study your word and that we ha- have a great teacher and his pride. And we thank you for our big brother, Chuck, who we love. And we just love to hear his voice, and better yet, when we get to see him. And I love my bride. And she's right here on the other end of the couch. And I certainly look out the window and I see, well, not quite blue sky, but there's some blue somewhere up there. And beautiful flowers and just all the wonderful things that you gave. And we were looking at fish today that were mounted on the wall. They were just a a restaurant. And all the variations of fish. And God must have had a heck of a good time just coming up. Here, I'll make this one. A speckled grouper. Oh, what well, about this one? Oh, how, how amazing that is to, to have uh, put all these different plants in animals. And I heard that reporter, Stossel. I forget his first name there? George or something. John John, John. John. John Stossel.
2: John Stossel.
1: And he was reporting yesterday, and he said, I'm an agnostic. He says, it's not that I don't believe. I just need proof. I want to believe, but I don't have any proof. And I'm thinking, just look around. How about taking your next breath? (laughs) You know? Oh, well. That's all we can do is um, believe for our brothers and sisters and uh, love those that come to the Word. And we thank you that we have that, your love, Father. Not the the, uh, phileo love, but the agape love. And you know, just the order in our life, and the order that you put together, we know when there's disorder, it's not from you. And so we love that, Father, and we we love you and your mercy and your grace, and uh, just just the peace that we can have and the joy that's available to our big brother and. Uh, It's all the things I can't think of off the top of my head right now, but we thank you for them, too, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
3: Amen. Amen. We have another great song, number 28. You don't have to go on your
4: page, number 28. 28? All right. 28 28. All right. Higher ground. Higher ground. And a one, and a two, and
3: a one, two, three. I'm pressing on the upward way, and I'm singing every day, praying as I'm onward ground. Lord, let my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand, my faith on heaven's stable land. A higher plane than I have found, Lord, bless my feet on higher ground. My heart has no desire to stay, where doubts arise and to stay, Though some may dwell where these are found, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand. My faith on heaven's stable land. A higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on my higher ground. I want to live above the world. Don't say to start that we are
1: For I have
3: caught that joyful sound, the song of saints on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand, my faith on heaven's stable land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet
2: on higher ground.
3: Amen. All right. Cool. By the way, when you sing a song and you end it with "Ah, Amen, it's "Ah, Amen. And when you are saying something, you say Amen. Just another little wonderful tidbit there for you. It's great. Um, That song talks about those Satan's darts at me are hurled you're going to see during this political process a lot of darts hurled. And that's what they are. You know, you, you hear uh, someone takes a shot at
1: Hillary Clinton or
3: someone takes a shot at Rand Paul or Ted Cruz. Those are darts. That's what they are. Uh, they're not necessarily Satan's darts. They might be, might not be. But uh, And when you read about it in uh, Ephesians, where it talks about, The fiery dart, that's what it's talking about. It's those incendiary comments that are designed to, you know, get people burning, (laughs) all fired up against you. And it could even get you all fired up against yourself if you're not careful. So, um, matter of fact, probably this neat stuff that Father points out, we're just going to take a quick look at that. That's not where we're going to end up today. But, uh, just to give you a little bit of background on that, I'm going to grab my Ephesians Literal, and I, if you have yours handy, please do the same, and you'll get to see this, how we overcome those
4: in your Ephesians Literal, Ephesians chapter 6, and four Three,
3: four, five, and four, five, there we go, there's five, and here
4: comes six.
3: All right, so fiery dark, it's Ephesians Chapter 6, verse 16. And your literal, the literal according to usage is, and with all this, take to yourself the rock of believing, with which you will be able to suppress all the fiery accusations of the evil one. Do you understand? Those fiery darts—they're not, um, you know, gasoline-tipped arrows, but they are fiery accusations—accusation accusation of the evil one. And we, we of course deal with those today. There's a lot of accusations against Christians, as if believers, God people, are the cause of the problems in our country country and if we just got rid of you know those religious people and what they believe you know it would all just be better like John Lennon's imagine there's no heaven it's not very hard to do it's not hard to do if you're a fool but it'd be hard for us to do but this is the kind of thing that they put out there then here's the literal with expanded understanding and with these take to yourself the distance that is believing. Who is the Rock, Christ Jesus? That with the Rock, Christ Jesus, you will have power to outdistance all the javelins of the evil one. All the javelins of the evil one, we can outdistance, or we can suppress. You know the fiery accusations of the evil one with the Rock. Christ Jesus with the the rock of believing. See, that discus, that rock is Christ Jesus, what they learned. Do you, do you know from the Olympics, the discus throw? Well, that just started off being throwing rocks. but They learned how to make, make rocks and shape them in such a way that they would travel a long distance. And then you could throw those, you know, over into the camp of the enemy and hurt them real bad, hit them with a disc, you know, with a rock like that. Bam! Smack in the forehead or in the throat or in the groin or in the chest or wherever. And so, because um, they have these fiery darts, fiery accusations, which is what it becomes. It can stir stuff up. People can start to believe that about you. Negative things. See. Well, with the rock Christ Jesus, we can outdistance that. The neat thing, so you'll see, of course, uh, during this political season, a lot of rocks be- or, or a lot of fiery darts being thrown, and then we'll see which of the people will stand up and use the rock Christ Jesus to outdistance those fiery accusations. Which is what I wish that Senator Palin had been able to do years ago. You know, and there were all these fiery accusations against her because she's a woman of God, speaks in tongues, you know, and and stood for the best of the word that she knew and was just so attacked with one accusation after the other from the evil one. All right, so with that being said, man, do we have a great time in the word today. Uh, But before we get into that great word, We're going to hear from our Heavenly Father. And so uh, I think we'll let Chuck, why don't you conduct
4: uh, manifestations today. I can do that. Well,
3: thank you, Father, for this great opportunity that we get to gather in a free country, a free state, and free homes, and in the comfort of our own homes. To hear your word, to have it accurately taught by a man of God who works that word, teaches us the accurate word. And I thank you, Father, for the opportunity that we have to speak in tongues, to talk to you directly, and to hear from you directly. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity in the name of Jesus Christ. Evelyn, would you give us a word of prophecy, please?
0: Come to me always knowing that I, your father, make you absolutely perfect in every way. You are my child, and I love you with an ever love. I have called you out, and I have made you strong and sturdy. You can walk out boldly, proclaim my word with all accuracy, because you have that accurate word. Just go forth.
3: Knowing that I am with you, and will always
1: be by your side. Mhm. Thank you, Vince. Would you speak in tongues and interpret, please? For children. There is such great brilliance that I see. When I look upon you, you shine brighter than any star in the universe, for you are my shining stars. You are the apple of my eye, and you are the one that I think of constantly. I prepare everything for you. So go boldly into the world. Proclaim all that you know. Bring the accuracy of the word to those that will listen, for I have set the pace and you are on the right course.
3: Hmm. Awesome. And Garland, a word of prophecy from you, please. Continue to walk strong and bold and fearless and brilliantly in this world, fearing nothing. For I have set you up above and on high to be the head and not the tail, to be strong and not weak to be able to see the greatness of my love, my power, my might, to have great joy in your hearts always because I have called you to be joyous, to be full of peace, to be full of the fruit of the Spirit. So continue to walk by the Spirit. Continue to speak much in tongues, my wonderful children. For I desire to build you up, to energize you mightily, to give you everything you need. I have given it to you, but at the moment you have to have it, it is there for you. As you just believe what I tell you, walk on what I tell you, bold and mighty. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Joy and peace. Well, thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for our teacher. Back to you, Garwin Harris. All right, that's tremendous, man! Oh man, mm-hmm. that's wonderful. Okay, well, I'm going to. Well, I won't mute you yet, so because in case you can't hear something and you have a question, but if it gets too loud, I'll have to. But you know, if there's a lot of background noise at some point, but I'd rather not yet. Okay, so I. I was sharing with you before that we're going to talk about, it was difficult naming this. I called it the Heavenly Supreme Court, but it's really bigger than that. Well, it can't be bigger than that, but it's broader than just that particular issue. Uh, There's nothing higher than the Heavenly Supreme Court, but we've got to get some background here. And I want to get some background by looking at one of man's laws that reminds me of what Dr. Werewolf taught years and years ago uh, in the advanced class and I didn't fully understand what he was talking about uh, you know he talked about the farmers and the laws that affected the farmers and that uh, you know he would say things like boy you know what would happen if the farmers unionized you know and and um, and and he talked about how prices and many, many things went up, but the prices of many farm items had never gone up, you know, that that we pay the same price that we paid 25 or 30 years ago for certain items, and so, you know, I thought about that, and I thought, well, that's kind of good, though, I don't want tomatoes to go up, and, you know, that's what I was thinking back at that time, I just didn't get it, I didn't understand Really, what was going on, and I'm not saying that I understand it all now, but something I came across helped me to understand it better, and I wanted to share it with you because it fits within what we're going to teach overall in light of man's laws and what man says and what man, you know, um, uh, the standards that man have, how man judges you and I today, uh, and so, or you and me today. So we're going to look at that. This is something. The title is Supreme Court Ways bizarre private property seizure. Supreme Court. Now this is the U.S. Supreme Court weighs. They're having. They're going to be dealing with this bizarre private property seizure. And as you may know, we have a Constitution. And we have amendments to that Constitution. The first ten amendments called the Bill of Rights. And people don't just get to see some stuff. That ain't how it works. You know, we've got a Constitution. So, there's a, I think it's the Fifth Amendment, but I happen to have my Constitution of the United States handy. So, I'm
4: going
3: to, Find out which one it is right now. By the way, if you haven't read this in a while, these are just golden. So, um, And these are man's laws, but uh, they're the laws of our land, and they're really tremendous. So I am going to read uh, some of these amendments. I won't read them all in their entirety right now. Maybe I will. It doesn't take that long. It's the Bill of Rights for our Constitution, for us here in the United States. Amendment 1. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble, like we are right now, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Amendment 2, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. You know, there's always talk about the Second Amendment being about having a gun for hunting. It has nothing to do with hunting. Nothing in that amendment says anything about, hey, and if you want to hunt, you know, we want to make sure you can have a gun nothing about that. It's talking about the security of a free state. Amendment 3. No soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. That one hasn't come up very often, but if it did, we have rights. No soldier just gets to come in your house and stay there um, without your permission or in war time without laws. Amendment four, the right of the people to be secure in their houses, in their persons, houses, papers, cell phones. <laughs> papers and effects. That would include effects would include cell phones today. I mean they handled it. Huh? Devices, right. <laughs> against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly prescribing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. You've got to particularly describe it. Isn't that something? That's the Amendment 4. Amendment 5. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising from the military, and there's more to that. Oh, you know, I should read it. It's it's tremendous. Uh, or in the militia, or, uh, except in cases arising from the in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger. This is where they throw in, always throw around national security. Public danger, see. Nor shall any person be subject to the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process, process of law. Wait a minute. What was one of those? Property. This is the Fifth Amendment. want to remember, you do not get to be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Nor shall private property be taken for public use, without just compensation. Now, how do you like that? And then there's others. When you get a chance, read the other amendments. There's now an 11th uh, amendment, which was done, which was added in 1795. Let's see if there's a 12th. Oh yeah, there's others now that were added. But the original 10 were called the Bill of Rights.
4: But now there's... Let's see. Oh, man.
3: There's... uh, 17. No, sorry. 27. 27. Total of 27 amendments. Oh, a lot of amendments. Anyway... Uh, so, Supreme Court. Here's what happened, and this is happening more and more in our country today. In oral arguments Wednesday, the Supreme Court will hear the government defend its kleptocratic behavior while administering an indefensible law. Now, this is one of man's laws, the Agricultural Marketing Agreement Act of 1937 is among the measures by which New Dealers, this is during the New Deal phase, that was, um, who was that now that the FDR did the New Deal? Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Tried and failed to regulate and mandate America back to prosperity. 78 years later, it is the government's reason for stealing Marvin and Laura Horns raisins (laughs) <laughs> New dealers have bushels of theory, including this. In a depression, prices fall. So a recovery will occur when government compels prices to stabilize above where a free market would put them. So FDR's Brains Trust quote unquote, produced quote, price stabilization programs by which the government would fine-tune the supply of and demand for various commodities. Now, this is what governments start getting involved in doing. And we're going to go back in time and see man's laws back in the time of Daniel. In just a bit. In 1949... This regulatory itch was institutionalized in the Raisin Administrative Committee, RAC, RAC, the Raisin Administrative Committee. Today, it wants the horns to ante up $700,000. They could instead have turned over more than 1 million pounds of raisins, at least four years of their production. They have been refusing to comply with a, quote, marketing order to surrender without compensation. Ding, 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 ding. Uh oh, without compensation. That doesn't sound right, does it? Because we have an amendment to the Constitution that says, in our Bill of Rights, Amendment 5 says that you don't get to take more show private property be taken for public use without just compensation. That's our constitutional right. So, the horror, uh, um, a portion of their production for the Racks Raisin Reserve. <laughs> the government wants to take their raisins for the Raisin Reserve. The Horns say this order constitutes an unconstitutional taking. The Fifth Amendment says private property shall not be taken for public use without just compensation. Time was for public use meant for developing things, roads, bridges, dams, courthouses used by the general public. In 1954... Public use was broadened. Now, listen to this. This is what happens with man's laws, where they begin to creep. Public use was broadened to allow government to take property to combat blight, thereby enabling urban renewal. So we can take your property and turn it into a whatever, old folks' home, tenement house, whatever we want. Then, in the infamous 2005 Kilo decision, the Supreme Court held five to four that government could seize a person's private property for the public use of giving it to another private party that would, by developing it, pay more taxes to the seizing government. This is where it's gone. Perhaps the phrase public use is now elastic enough to encompass the seizure of raisin for the purpose of combating the depression that ended a while ago or for maintaining a, quote, orderly, end of quote, raisin market. The Supreme Court must decide whether the government has inflicted on the horns an uncompensated taking. Wow. Taking's clause jurisprudence is quite recondite i don't know what that. Is. the government however says two contradictory things it says the horns quote acquired into quote raisins now these guys are raisin growth but they acquired raisins and hence must either surrender a large portion of them in some years 47 percent or pay huge fines now can you imagine in some years the government to try to have an orderly raisin market. See, we want God's order. We don't really want man's orderly market, so-called. Or pay 47% of what you produce or pay huge fines. But it also says the horns do not have sufficient ownership of the raisins to raise constitutional objections. This is the kind of law. These are the kinds of laws that left to their own device man comes up with. And it didn't just start in America. The government says the horns voluntarily entered their raisin into the stream of commerce, so they must comply with the rack's raisin reserve requirement. But the Supreme Court has hitherto rejected the idea that a person must give a portion of his property to the government in order to purchase the government's permission to engage in a lawful business transaction such as selling a commodity. What? So let's see. i got to pay the government to have the right to sell my product so that the government can take a portion of it. What is wrong with that picture? Government says... It required contributions to the raisin reserve. It's it's required contributions to the raisin reserve merely regulates raisin sales. Hey, all we're trying to do is regulate raisin sales. The horns say it is not mere regulation. It is expropriation, meaning you're taking something away from us that we grew, that we lawfully grew. The government says it owes the horns nothing in exchange for the raisin they supposedly owe it because they somehow benefit from the government's manipulation of the raisin market. This is what farmers are dealing with. I didn't understand this when Dr. Rowe was, was teaching about this. This is what farmers are dealing with. So when one group says, let's take the, the uh, farmer subsidies away, all that's happening is the government is taking money, things away from the farmer, and then saying, here, let's subsidize something else, which ruins a free market. Where in a free market, if I want raisins and you want raisins and a bunch of us want raisins, the price of raisins goes up depending on how many the farmers produce. If one year we decided we don't want a lot of raisins, then the price of raisins could, could go down. I mean, uh, uh, um, if we don't want a lot of raisins, yeah, it would go down. So the farmers next year, they would grow fewer what? Raisins. It's so simple in a free market, not a government-highly-controlled regulated market. So the horns say it would be unconstitutional for the government to come on their land to confiscate their raisins or the proceeds from their raisin sales so it is unconstitutional to fine them for not complying with an unconstitutional requirement. Why am I reading all this as, as, our, as various candidates come around?
4: I mean,
3: Talking about um, what they're going to do when they become president. We need to keep in mind things like the Bill of Rights, the Constitution of the United States, including the Bill of Rights. Do they support regulations of everything? If so, they're they're taking away a free market. they, They are so close to violating the Fifth Amendment, if not already violating the Fifth Amendment, which is part of our rights. Justice Elena Kagan has wondered whether this case involves a taking or it's just the world's most outdated law. The answer is both. The law has span, spawned more than 25 marketing orders covering almonds, apricots, avocados, cherries, cranberries, dates, grapes, hazelnuts, kiwi fruit, onions, pears, pistachios, plums, spearmint oil, walnuts, and other stuff. All of this now so that we can make sure we regulate markets for you. So they're taking from onion farmers, pear farmers, pistachio farmers, plum farmers, walnut farmers, avocado farmers, so that we can bring fruit in from other countries. Is this crazy or what? Government sprawl and meddlesomeness mock the idea that government is transparent. There are not enough cells in the human brain to enable Americans to know more than a wee fraction of what their government is up to. If they did know, they would know something useful. How much of what government does is a compound of the simply silly and the slightly sinister. The silly, try to imagine the peril from which we are protected because the government maintains a spearmint oil reserve. <laughs> Like they have a raisin reserve. Imagine, I mean, we're really protected from foreign, you know, I don't know, from ISIS by a raisin. I think what we're supposed to do, Vince, you know that slingshot you have, buddy? Yeah. Well, what the government's thinking is put raisins in that sucker and shoot raisins. <laughs> if ISIS ever comes over, just shoot raisins at them because we I have like. a raisin reserve.
1: I like that idea. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Or we can put, you know, instead of a water gun, get yourself a spearmint oil gun, and we can shoot spearmint oil at invaders, foreign invaders, because the government maintains a spearmint oil reserve. Oh wow! How about tea tree I know,
1: minty? If tea tree would be nice. It'd be therapeutic. You see,
3: it, wasn't that isn't that great? I mean, that that's it's just wonderful, and and so. The, sinister. the government is bullying and stealing property in order to maintain programs that make Americans pay higher commodity prices than a free market would set. That's why tomatoes are higher and cucumbers are higher and all these things are higher. One of the reasons we in Florida get sometimes good deals on cukes is because of what's grown here and nearby you know, where you can get cucumbers sometimes they go down to a quarter because of the free market. If not for that, then the government would just, let's just set the price. Well, you've heard what, what they do sometimes, just destroy crops. Tell the farmers to burn their fields. We'll subsidize you. We'll pay you to burn your fields to keep the market higher.
4: Progressives say,
3: Government is simply the name we give to the things we choose to do together. That is not how the horns are experiencing government. Now, there was a time many years ago, and now I'm going to meet you because we're going to go into Daniel, the wonderful book
4: of Daniel. But just keep some of this stuff in mind. I'm now in the
3: living room where it's all nice and uh you've got just a wonderful flow of of comfortable air coming through. So when we all get to come here, it's gonna be great getting to be here and work the word together at the table where uh, you'll be nice and comfy cool. So that day is coming. Okay, I just put the phone down. Uh nearby, you know what? I better unmute you so you can check. Tell me how the volume is. So,
4: hold on, just to make sure you can hear. Okay, I'm gonna put the phone down in a certain spot. Let's see, put a couple books here to lift it up higher. Okay, now. How's
3: that for hearing me okay? You're unmuted. Not as good as as it was. Not as good as it was. All right.
4: Yeah, I'm in a different room. Okay, let's try this. Okay, what about now? That's a little better for me. Let me lift this up a
3: little higher. if that help? I just
4: want to remember where I put it. Where I put it which book I said
3: what shelf? Okay. All right. Now I'll try a little higher hook. Okay, what about now? That's a little better. Well for me. For me it's okay. I can I can hear you. Uh Vinny, what about you and Ty? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay,
4: great. All right, I'm going to get to you again. Okay. So, we're
3: going to go to the book of Daniel. And chapter three. And I will tell you something about this wonderful book. Um, these... During this time of Daniel, it spans both the time that Daniel was a part of the um, Babylonian Empire under this king we're going to read about today, and later, the Persian Empire. And these were massive empires. The, The Babylonian Empire, in terms of square miles, was 540,000 square miles. Now, to give you an idea of how many square miles that is, the United States is 3.8 million square miles. Texas is 268,800 square miles. So the Babylonian Empire was double the size of the state of Texas double the size of the state of Texas, and about one-eighth
4: of the size of the United States. The Persian Empire was
3: 3 million square miles. Remember I mentioned the USA is 3.8 million square miles. So the Persian Empire, which today is modern day, well, not as big now, but today it's modern day what? Who knows? Well, that's right. You can't have you muted. <laughs> oh, well. Well, I'll try it. Um, I'm going to get one more book and raise it just a little higher to see if that's even better. Okay. The Babylonian Empire is what would be called modern day Iraq. Iraq. And However, back in that time, it was much larger than what you see Iraq being today. Uh, it encompassed the, the um, Babylonian Empire at that time. And you can look this up online, and
4: you'll get to, it'll,
3: it'll, Google will show you um, what it encompasses compared to today, today's time. But it was a good start, well, twice the size of the state of Texas, it encompassed a lot of the areas over there, including part of what's now Persia or, or, or what's now Iran. So these things go way back thousands of years of struggle between kingdoms and, and kings and tribes and rulers. Um, you know, so the aggressiveness of some of these, Countries today, it didn't start yesterday or ten years ago or twenty years ago. It didn't start under any one of our presidents. The the conflict that occur in the Middle East, the Persian Empire went all the way over to India, for example, and had and was took part of China. The Persian Empire involved all of Iran, all of Iraq, um, Armenia, which I don't know what that is today, a good portion of Greece, uh, Egypt, uh, it was just massive. Israel, all of Israel was engulfed in the Persian Empire. It was a massive, massive empire. And so, for these guys to, to only have one little small area now, both Iraq and Iran, they can't be happy about that. <laughs> the Persian Empire, by the way, encompassed all of Saudi Arabia, that upper portion there. So, there's a lot of it that goes further down. So, massive. This was the time that Daniel, a man of God, a prophet, and a prophet is one who speaks for God, and he literally was sent to, you know, God's people. He used to call God's people back to God's word. Sure, a prophet, part of a prophet's ministry can be foretelling the future, but foretelling the future is not always involved. Foretelling always is. And Daniel, of course, was this wonderful, wonderful man. And he had three associates with him that you may remember uh, were the three Hebrew boys called, so-called, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So, and these guys, because of their faithfulness to God's word, got elevated in this kingdom. Now, again, back at this time in chapter 3 of Daniel, Iraq, the, the area that was the Babylonian Empire, which would have fully encompassed in Iraq and a lot more than that, and part of part of Iran and a lot of areas, uh, part of Egypt, et cetera. Let me make sure I have that map open as well. No, not part of Egypt, but um, all of the Judah area, uh, Turkey, a good portion of Turkey, uh, some of Iran, down into the Saudi Arabia area. Good hey, Double the size of state of Texas. So Nebuchadnezzar, in Daniel chapter 3, verse 1, you'll find that there was a king. And this was a mighty king. I mean, you know, to, 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 um, we, they didn't have ICBM and airplanes that could you know, uh, we learned from Tony about, nothing classified, but uh, about airplanes that they could take off, do their targeting, set, uh, release their missiles, and come back and land. And the, and the enemy gets knocked out of the sky, or the target gets acquired, meaning destroyed. And, you know, After they've landed, I mean, the targeting is so superior now that these guys don't have to be, you know, a block away to get you. I mean, they could be half a world away and get you. Well, keep in mind, they didn't have that then. So to control massive areas like that took tremendous leadership, tremendous power and might, a tremendous army. And that's what this King Nebuchadnezzar had. In Daniel chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Nebuchadnezzar the king and king, the one who reigns, the ruler. This is the sovereign, the king. We do not have in our country today a king, and we don't want one. Because as we'll see, these kings are always doing crazy stuff. Like this (laughs) Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth there of six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He was the king of the Babylonian Empire, but there was an area called Babylon specifically, which was, what city is that? Was that now? It's, it's
4: now called something else. Uh, they went into Iraq, you know, which is where Babylon is. Still, to this day. Anyway, then Nebuchadnezzar the king
3: sent together, sent to gather together the princes. I'm going to give you all these parts of government, so you'll be able to either write them down or look them up later, or write them down now and look them up later. Give me now, remember it later. Princes. These are high satraps. That's one of the that's a Persian word, by the way, or chief governor. These are civil and military. They have a civil and military jurisdiction over several smaller provinces, which each had their own governor. So, a prince in general is any subordinate ruler, but these princes were chief governors. So it would be like. If in our country, if we had governors of region, for example, uh, if there was a a super governor who was the governor of, um, let's say, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana, that could be the southeast region governor. Well, so they had governors that were above the governor of a state. These were the princes. So they were like chief governors, under the king, but above the governor. Then you had governors, which it comes up next. He said, gather together, the princes, the governors. Governors were prefects, nobles, rulers, those having dominion or power over others. So, uh, these would be individuals that were over rulers over smaller provinces. So, you had the princes over larger provinces, and you had these governors who were under the princes over smaller provinces, and they they had civil, the princes had civil, and military
4: jurisdiction. These
3: governors had that as well. They had the civil jurisdiction at least, and a, to a, a solid degree, military. Like governors have the National Guard. See, there's the state police. you understand how this all freaks down? Then, the next thing is, and the captain. So the princes, the governors, and the captain.
4: So captains are
3: also called pasha, pasha. These were deputies. These were viceroys of a province. It's an officer under the king or the monarch. So now we have, you know, other, these are are divisions of powers. I'd have to do a lot more study to get really specific about what each one of these did. But you're going to find a total of eight under the king, eight different levels of rulership or different types of rulership. Uh, And, of course, you know, we have um, our, oh, what do we have? We have the president. We have uh, governors. You know, we have uh, county commissioners. We have city, we have mayors. We just it keeps going smaller and smaller. Sometimes we have neighborhood watch chairman uh, within a, uh, a condo association. For example, Vince is the president of the I believe president the right word or the chief or the head of the condo association where he lives. So it's the position of rulership. The next thing he asked for was that the judges and these judges are. Vizier, V I Z I E R S, high officers, chief judges. These particular judges were chief judges,
0: high officers.
3: So, you know, we have, what do we have? In a state, even, we have the Supreme Court judges or justices. Uh, We have, uh, oh, there's a lot of different levels of courts, municipal courts. Uh, county court, courts, well, state, so uh, I can't even think of all the courts. Uh, Appeals courts, uh, city courts, traffic courts, uh, criminal courts, civil courts, you know, all these different judges. We wanted the
4: chief judges.
3: Then the next thing were treasurers. Treasurers and these treasurers are also courtiers. These two being two of them here, uh, according to Doctor Bullinger, there are two, and they were courtiers as well. Now, courtiers are those that attend at the court of a sovereign or of a king, and one who seeks favor from a king by flattery or Obsequious behavior. I'm going to tell you what that means. A simple way of saying it is butt kissing. They're hanging around at the court of the king and they're kissing butt. Now, if these guys are treasurers, you know, they have some control of money. That's in addition to being courtiers. So it's to be in servile compliance, fawning servile compliance. This reminds me of what our, some of our politicians start talking about. You know, we just want the people that play by the rules and pay their taxes. I just want to help the, the everyday man who plays by the rules. These are the servile compliance. And big companies can afford to hire, what are they called, compliance work. what? officer, compliance officer. the little guy, not so much. The little guy has to be just this awning uh, uh, butt kisser to try to get by when you have king, to try to hang out with the court to get, you know, federal money. Well, what do I have to do to get some of that federal money? This is what many of our politicians, I remember when people were running for uh, mayor and for city council, and they were talking about, well, I'm going to fight for you to get some of that government money. So how do you get it? Well, you got to be fawning. you got to support these people. In Pennsylvania, when I was having all those attacks from one of the offices, the Pennsylvania Securities Commission, one of these courtiers of the of uh, Governor uh Randell at that time, who I happened to run into and become friends with, and his what his advice was well, you know I call this person and talk to that person and and you know by my, my attorney said make sure you're giving to the to the campaign the Governor Randell campaign, and then he can make all this stuff go away
4: that what these treasurers are
3: for. Pouring
4: the favor
3: of the king. Butt kisser. Obsequious behavior. That means servile or fawning compliance. Isn't that interesting? And that's what kings, when you have kings, that's what you end up with. When you have that kind of government, that's what you're going to get. The next level is counselors. Now, by the way, after kings These first princes, governors, and captains, those were the uh, levels of governmental level, governmental Well, Then you had, you know, these next two, or three, the next three, you'll see, being in the legal. So judges, that's legal. Treasurers. That's going to be part of the legal. And then counselors. Counselors are counselors of state, judges, ministers, viziers, those skilled in law. Those skilled in law. Looks like we're going to have one more law level. So, um, but counselors, you know, attorneys today are called counselors, you know, those skilled in law. But this particular group, they were, let's see,
4: on a higher level, counselors of state, counselors of state. What would that be like?
3: Uh, Barack Obama has someone. Oh, I think it's Secretary Lew. He's the secretary of something or other. It's not the Attorney General. That The Attorney General does something different. That would be closer to, like, the chief judges, the also the, the Supreme Court judges. But there's something else that helps you make sure you don't violate the Constitution with something you want to do. These are um, state counselors of state, perhaps. perhaps. It could also be state Attorney General. I'm not sure. But they're different
0: levels, just like
3: we have today. It, it started way back when. Then there are sheriffs. Sheriffs here are, are lawyers. They're not sheriffs like we think of. the sheriff that goes out does this, even though the sheriff's role, a lot of that is legal. A lot of the role of a sheriff is to defend the Constitution within his jurisdiction. Uh, sheriffs have a tremendous amount of power, actually. Uh, a sheriff's department. But, Lawyers is the word here in the Bible. And the last one here is rulers of provinces. Rulers of provinces. And rulers is superintendent. And they are functional and general. They're functional and general. Those having rule, dominion, power, or mastery over anyone. So any ruler here, basically anybody I miss, anyone who's a ruler of a province, you know, I'm talking to you too. And a province is a jurisdiction, land, or country. So any other little country that's a part of this empire, you get your bump here too. Because remember, he he sent to gather together the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. So then what happened? Well, then the princes, the governors, and the and the cap and captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then an herald cried aloud. Now, an herald is a, someone who proclaims, someone who gives the proclamation, a crier. You've heard of the town crier? And in, in our uh, time, the Greek word, keriso was for someone to herald forth the word, sometimes uh, uh, translated preach. But this is just to speak it out. This isn't, no teaching is implied. It's just to speak it. Like if you were to just say to someone, God is love. Or if you were to say with someone, hey, you must be born again. So, uh, or or just to speak it, see? It's that, hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. The king says, he set up an image, and you got to show up, and this is what you got to do. Then the herald cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O people. And the people were the peoples or nations. So people really could more accurately be translated nations, plural, nations. And then, Nation is actually races and tribes. Now, think about what we have existing in Iraq and Iran and all these areas, Kurdistan, Pakistan, all these isans were actually part of, at one point, some of those isans were part of the Iraqi or the Babylonian Empire. Later, they became a part of the Persian Empire. All of those. Pakistan, Kurdistan, Blankistan, Yadistan, yada, 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 stand, all those that all the way over to to India, kind of stopped at India, and took part of China. So when this guy says, hey, I want all the peoples or all the nations, I want all the races and tribes, you know, I don't care what tribe you're in, you get your buns here and all the languages. If you speak Pashto, you need to be here. If you speak Urdu, you need to be here. If you speak Ubuntu, <laughs> you need to be. See? That at the time you hear, he tells them what to do, that at the time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, saxophone, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. And if you don't do it, whoso falleth not down and worshipeth shall be that shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flutes, heart, snipets, paltry, and all kinds of music all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Christians and said, those Christians ain't doing it, we need to behead them all. It's the same thing today, only it wasn't Christians, it wasn't believers. Well,
1: it was believers, but it was the Judean
3: believers, see?
1: They accuse the
3: Judeans. They accuse the believers. That's always where this is heading. we got to watch it and be sharp, see? We want someone who is for small to no government. You know, not none, but very little government. Because the bigger government gets, the more of these crazy laws, like the one I read you earlier. We're a raisin-farming family. They want to take away what was it? A million pounds of raisins, four years of their production. And if you don't give it to us, give us seven hundred grand. Wait a minute. Which is worth more? Oh, we, when we get a pound of raisins, that's that's more than a buck. To get a pound of raisins, what's that box of? I don't know how how much it was. You remember how much a box of raisins?
2: That four bucks is more
4: than a buck. Oh, yeah, it's more than a buck. So, a million pounds would
3: be more than $700,000. So, but basically, what if it's only a buck? It's only a million bucks. And they're saying, give us three quarters almost of everything you're going to make selling them as a penalty. Because we've got the price of raisins so high. Wait just a doggone second. Hey, is there any other country where they eat raisins? I bet you there is. Why couldn't that farmer sell his product abroad? Oh, because we want to prop up other countries. It's it's just nuts. This is what man does, just like this crazy law. See, this guy has wonderful believers. Daniel. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And because of these three believers, tremendously positive things are happening in his kingdom. He's got a lot of stuff not doing so hot because of the unbelievers there, but he's got some aspect of his kingdom that's being blessed because God is working with those wonderful believers, And he just, someone convinces him, we know the story, they get convinced, that how can we get rid of these believers? But
4: man, you know, we
3: can't even get in. We can't find anything they're doing wrong except with their God. So let's get them on the,
4: you know, on the on the spiritual side of things, see? That's how we can get them. Verse 9,
3: they spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, Oh, king, live forever. Hey there, king. These are some of these butt kisses. <laughs> In the court, see, glittering up to the king. King, I brought you a wonderful present. A uh, present today. Look at this. This next one. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I love you know, I always love those. Yeah, King. You know, I, when I found out you went to Pakistan and you you got one of those Persian rugs, man. I and you love that thing. Well, I found you one that's twice as thick as anyone you've ever seen before. And so, King, you know, just live for King says, this is nice. What can I do for you? Well, now, thou, O King, verse 10, that's made a
4: decree. You pass the law that every man
3: that you'll hear the sound and you remember the whole thing. And if he doesn't, he gets thrown in a fiery furnace, verse 12. There are certain Judeans whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego; these men, O King, have not regarded thee; they serve not their thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And that was no problem, you know. He didn't. They didn't have to worship his God. He, he didn't have a, a problem with that. But they set this up so there would be a new decree. You guys understand? Sure you do. And this decree was set up to screw over believers. And when you get whack jobs in office, people that don't believe the true God, their laws, the laws written, are going to be in that regard. The things pushed and promoted. How do we know it? we already know from the Word, but we learned last time, that if they don't have the Spirit of God and they don't walk by the Spirit of God, the things they do are going to be enmity against God. They're going to be violently opposed to the things of God. you see it? And here we see an example. These laws by these people that are against God are violently like fiery furnace, burning fiery furnace violently, (laughs) opposed to the things of God and therefore
4: to the people of God. They won't worship your image. Then Nebuchadnezzar,
3: in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and they brought these men before the king. What? I thought I said all the princes, Did you get it? The princes, the governors, the captains, the churches, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, the rulers, eight groups of people that were in charge that had any power or influence. And the people. So I don't care what nation you are, and if you're not in any particular nation, the races and tribe. And if you're not in any particular race or tribe,
4: then whatever
3: language you speak, your tongue, whatever. So, hey, I right, I'm not any nation, okay. Well, what tribe are you? in? I'm not in any tribe. Well, what race are you? I'm mixed. If you haven't they haven't defined it yet. I I'm, I got three or four different you know races mixed in here. Okay, well, what language do you speak? Oh, uh, well, I do speak a language. Well, then you're covered. Get your buns here and fall
4: down to this. I, I thought I covered everything. I wrote a law having this covered. I'm the king. All right?
3: In verse 15, he says, if you're ready to do it, next time the music plays, that's just fine. I'll, I'll read it. Verse 15. Now, if ye be ready that at the time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, arch, saxophone, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well, well and good. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace and who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hand? So, verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said, unto the, said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, give us a chance to talk to our attorney. See, what again, how thankful we are to have the Bill of Rights. Remember, uh which which one of those was it? That no one should be deprived of life, liberty, property,
4: uh, or something else. I'm gonna let me get that thing right. Okay, here we go. nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property
3: without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken, even with due process of law, for public use without just compensation. Without just compensation. Well, these guys were about to have life taken away without due process of law. Thank God we live in a country where we have a bill of rights. Because if you have a king, a dictator, there is no bill of rights. There is no. We don't ever want that. And the bigger government gets, the smaller
4: your rights and mine get. If it be so, uh, Shadrach recognition, verse 16.
3: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. We don't need to talk to our attorney. Nice. <laughs> okay. We you know, we we don't even need to check anything. We don't need to check with anyone, we don't need to check with our handlers, we don't need our PR person, we don't need to do polling first. Let's see, you know, let's see how our how our uh, politicians do when the polls start to say, oh, the majority of people think two homosexuals marrying is okay. You know, that, that that's okay. Homosexuals marrying, same-sex so-called marriage is okay. Oh, well, let me do my polling and see if I should support that. These guys said, we don't need to take the time to do that. We're not careful or anxious. We have no anxiety. We do not account it are not careful here in the text it says we do not account it needful to answer thee in this matter verse seventeen If so if it be so our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace
4: and he will deliver us
3: out of thine hand, O king.
4: Wow.
3: They share
4: that those uh, that have been in
3: communist in communist countries that have been taken over by communism, which is just the precursor. It's really the the idea of communism is to make socialism happen faster. Socialism is a slow creep, which our country is going through today. Communism is just. A revolutionary way to get socialism to happen fast, but countries that have gone through that where people thought, Oh, it's so much fairer if we use if we uh talk about you know if we have a socialist system, it's just fairer, it'll be better for the people, Of course, then you get to what satra or Pasha is determining what's fair. Like, look at the raisin market. Somebody determines what the fair price for raisins is rather than a free market. Let the market determine what a fair price is by how many of us want raisins. And you know what? If we don't want raisins, then farmers will stop growing raisins and they'll grow something else. Or they'll plant. I should god does the growing. They'll plant something else that'll grow. They'll get the signal from the market. You know what? No one's buying my raisins. I'm not going to plant as many next year. It's
4: that simple. It's so simple.
3: So, really so we think we need a pasha, a satrap, a vizier, a bureaucrat to tell us what the price of raisins should be? To tell a farmer what he should sell his raisins for? That's something
4: right here in the word. This is the it's, nothing's changed we live in the day and time of the mystery. That's not But people, same stuff. So. But it's not. Look, even if our God, if our
3: believing's not there, it's not that our God couldn't do it. But if for some reason our believing wasn't there, now this is King James. I should read you this in the Lambsa to this. Much more powerful in the accuracy, because Evelyn's going to talk about the manifestation of believing in the advanced part I'm going to teach, and you'll find that in the in the manifestation of believing, there can be no doubt, and that's the same thing in believing you know look if we're believing to be healed, you can't have any doubt I can't have any doubt. Because if you doubt, you're not believing. So we have to believe and not doubt in our hearts
4: here. um, In Lanza, it's just a minute. Verse
3: 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, There is no use to answer you concerning this matter. Now that alone would kick off a king, right there's no there's not even any there's no use to that but you understand we don't need to reason with you we're not going to try to convince you otherwise there's just we're not going to get into all that there's just no there's no reason to do that because here's the deal for there is our God whom we serve he is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will Deliver us out of your hand, O king. Period. There was no if, and, or but about it in the Aramaic. No if, and, or but. No if our believing is not there. And that's always an issue if your believing is not there. But, you know, the commitment that has, rather than serve another God, I'd just rather die than do that. New Hampshire is the live free or die state. That's the commitment. Live free or die. But Literally, these guys said, you know what? Our God is able to deliver it, and he's going to do it. So we don't even need to give you an answer. We don't need to deliberate on this at all. Man, oh, man, and that's where we just, I read this and I go, Boy, Father, that's where I want to be. Where you know there's, I'm just not going to budge. ISIS can come and say, you know, are you gonna, are you a Christian or not? If you're a, if you're a Christian, I'm going to chop your head off. You know what? I don't even need to answer you on this. I'm not going to beg for my life or anything because my God's able to deliver me from you, and He's going to do it. You know, that's not just. And we got to get there as Christians. I mean, this is for our brothers and sisters, especially, who are being murdered around the world and who think somehow that they should be martyred. We don't have to be martyred. Jesus Christ already did that. that, this, that that's a devilish idea, that we should allow ourselves to be killed. That's not the deal. That ain't the deal. Our, it's the same God as it was in Daniel. We have no obligation to allow ourselves. you tell these Christians, hey, look, first of all, yes, we have in our country, we have the right to bear arms. Now, someone might live in a country and they're born again of God's spirit where they don't have that right. Well, you know what? God is still what? Able. Whether you have arms or not. Guns are not. Rocket launchers are not. Because they have drones that can just show up. I mean, we have guns. Sure, we can shoot drones out of the sky, but they can send another I imagine they have more drones than maybe some of us have both. It's, it's, our God is able, or He's not, which is it? He's able.
4: <laughs> he's able. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of
3: fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. Wow. Seven times, one times seven, is seven. <laughs> and he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army, now you got the military involved,
4: to bind
3: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, their hats, and their other garments, and were cast in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, And the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Well, he uses that same word, form of that same word, three times. Bound in verse 20. Bound in verse 21. Bound in verse 23. Verse 24. It's the same word in the uh, Aramaic form of the same word. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, This is actually uh, not the same word as verse as in verses two and three. These are those standing near. These are ministers standing near. Did not we cast three men? found, there's that word again, into the midst of the fire. They answered and said to the king, true, O king, yep, yes sir, true, that's true. So it, it is said, O king, verse 25, he answered and said, "Lo, I see four men, loose. Wow. See, find in verse 20, found in verse 21, found in verse 23. Bound in verse 24. Loose in verse 25. Why? Because God can do the loosing of whatever someone's bound in. Walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. It wasn't the son of God. It was an angel. And accurately, this like the son of God was a superhuman being. See, like a superhuman being. It was an angel, literally. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High Wh- Yeah, the Most High God. Come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, came forth of the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was the hair of their heads singed; neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them.
4: Then Nebuchadnezzar
3: spake and said, Blessed, be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God got the glory, who had sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and had changed the what? The king's word. Change the law. Man makes all these laws. But God he is bigger than man's law. Isn't that wonderful? It's a different teaching, but I was looking at some things in Second Kings, and I came across an area where Solomon had been, there. first Saul was king, then David was king. And under both kings, even though when Solomon Samuel became king, not Saul became king, he went crazy pretty fast, and things got pretty weird. And yet, people that believed God were able to prosper, even under that king. When David became king, he was a great king. But there's a couple times he got pretty wacky, too. With Bathsheba, for one, he had a lot of wars and fighting that went on. And also the time when he numbered the people and a lot of people died because of that, and yet when people individually believed God, individuals were still able to prosper no matter what the rule was, no matter who was king. Here we see a record where God changed the law, because the king's word was law. He made the decree, it was law. And God changed it For his believing people, God is able and willing to do the same today for us, no matter who becomes president next. I certainly want a president who will uphold the Constitution not just in word and yet try to circumvent it every way they can, but I want someone who will uphold the Constitution in deed, who will not be for a whole bunch more law. Because once man makes
4: a law, here's what happens next.
3: Verse 28. See, we were reading. Change the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore, verse 29, I make a decree. He's making a new one. We just got done with the old one. That he had to make sure all the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, the, the rulers enforced over the rulers of provinces, enforced to all the people, which are nations, the nations, which are tribes and races, and the languages, which are all the different tongues or languages. So all of that. Think about that now. You've got an empire. You've got the uh, an area the size twice the size of the state of Texas, and you don't have the internet, and you don't have radio, and you don't have television, and you don't have telegraph. So think of what it takes—the time it takes to get a law set by the king to get established where that entire empire would be forced into
4: compliance with that law. Then
3: God says, I don't care what law you man makes, if it goes against what I say to do, if you believe what I tell you to do.
4: Now the king has to make a new law and this law has to get out. Now, wisdom would
3: say that if you were Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you might want to wait till that law got all the way out <laughs> to the furthest reaches of the kingdom before you went running around. Or, you know, you got to make sure you had a little copy of the Babylonian Constitution. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're stupid. You know, Isn't that therefore make makes a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces. Little tiny pieces.
1: Yeah, that's little tiny
4: piece. <laughs> but pieces anyway.
3: And their houses shall be made a dunghill, just like the Papano uh, Highlands, the Papano mountain. Because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Isn't that something? No other God. See, this is, so it will take us doing what's talked about in the book of Acts. To turn this kind of thing around because what's in process now is if you stand up for the true God, it's hate speech. We want to put you in jail. We want to say, hey, we want to censor you. Christian, you can't talk about that. You can't bring a Bible. With what Tennessee wanted to make the Bible their official book. And there are those fighting against that. Fighting against Tennessee making the Bible their official book. in Michigan, they just about made the Quran their official book. Certain areas of Michigan have such heavy pockets of Muslims that they're following Sharia law. They're trying to figure out how our laws can fit with Sharia law. And yet a state like Tennessee, we can't have the Bible as the official book for the state?
4: What do we have to do? Act. Chapter nineteen. Acts chapter nineteen. Really interesting when you look at this area of the Persian Empire
3: and you look at what happened after the missionary,
4: so-called missionary journeys of thought, which I'm going to go to that map. I was thinking about it. I
3: didn't get a chance to verify it. But um,
4: when you look at how far the word, oh, let's see spread of Christianity. Here we go. Look at the similarity between
3: uh, how far
4: Christianity spread and the Persian Empire. I'm
3: just looking at the map you guys right now.
4: Oh, I don't see.
3: But look how far it spread. It's tremendous how far what an empire, and even some areas, more of it, because it went all the way over here to Spain and Italy. Oh, here we go. Yeah, much larger. It was just this little area here. Look how, it's massive, you guys, the spread of Christianity, of the word, uh, and the how it spread. Some of this is showing A.D. Some of this is showing before the death of the Apostle Paul. And it's absolutely tremendous. The empire of God's word. It can do that again. We have much greater ability to do that now than ever before because
4: of all the media that we have available. But in Acts 19, you might remember
3: Verse 17, and it was and this was known to all the Judeans and Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus, and fear, reverence, respect, awe, fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. See? And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. They disclosed their
4: practices, and they were
3: worshiping other gods, just like the king said, hey, Anybody worshiping any other God or that says anything amiss, you don't have to worship their God, but you speak amiss of their God, you're going to get chopped in pieces, and your house is going to be a dunghill. Let me tell you something. We don't need a king to do that for us. We saw right here in the Word, when the Word of God prevailed mightily, things happened. Verse 19, many of them also which use curious arts brought their books together, and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So, mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. And that's what can happen again in our day and time as we stand on that word. The word of God prevailing. You know, we're talking about the empire of the word in our day and time. It's just a beautiful thing, a wonderful thing. When you really see what God can do, no matter what um, laws there are by man, God can overcome man's laws. Yes, we want a great president. Yes, we want some great Congress people, some great Senators, some great Supreme Court Justices. But no matter who gets elected this time, no matter who sits in that Oval Office, God sits on the throne, Christ Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, and that's where we are, right next to Christ Jesus, at that right hand of
4: God, God in Christ in us. And I'm going to unmute you guys. Here it goes amen. amen amen Amen. absolutely amen yes. and
3: uh, I will be googling the Bill of Rights because I don't know that I've ever read the complete thing i'm i'm I may have when I was in school, but now my interest is stirred, mm-hmm. and so I'll be doing that and um have an an a constitution app check that you can download oh. on on your smartphone, and you'll have it at your fingertips. The Constitution of the United States of the Bill of Rights, right there. I'm going to do that. I'm writing it down. I took some notes, and um, first off, yes, absolutely. Thank you for the teaching. Thank you just for doing what you do, for standing Thank and you. working and sharing and teaching and um, also for allowing me to um, conduct manifestations. It's been a few months, and I appreciate it, and I'm blessed. Yes, you are. (laughs) And as far as the teaching, I've been taking notes, and of course I'm going to read them again. I'm going to look at citations again, and I'm also going to listen to this call again. I like to listen to the call sometimes later the same day or the next day when I study it. But this Nebuchadnezzar guy, um, some parts of it remind me of Job, where he started out this, uh, well, he was a putz from the beginning, but he had all his material possessions and a status, and he was the king. And Whatever the king said, that's what everybody did. And then, of course, he lost everything he had. And then
4: uh
3: took a closer look at God. Got some of his things back. He got all of his stuff back. But about taking a stand is one of the parts I've grasped. And I've always liked the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego um, story. Um, you know, the... F- fire thing in the furnace and one time when I was taught this we were in person and so some visual things you know walking around and making a motion of where the furnace was and seven times hotter and it stirred up that teaching again in my brain and really these guys as far as taking a stand they didn't care you could put me in the fire go ahead but no I won't bow down Your golden God. Um, You know, it's just God. It's only God. Whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter. It's only God. You can open the door right now, and uh, if you don't have anything else, we'll go in. (laughs) And and, um, I'm sure there's some more there that I can read up on the significance of, you know, seven. Well, the fire was seven times hotter than... It made the fire seven times hotter than it had ever been than it, than it was normally used for whatever temperature. Um, just the awesomeness of God. Sure, they, they lived, okay? That's the amazing part. God just took care of them, and those guys wouldn't budge at all. And then it was to the point where God took such great care of them, not just by keeping them alive but they didn't even smell like smoke from being in a furnace, not, not near a furnace, um, from being in a furnace. And, um, I mean, old Nebuchadnezzar got the picture after that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did. He can put his gold in that furnace. And and I, you didn't mention it now, but I think when I was reading this once before, the golden statue. I think it had a likeness of his own head on top. His own features. His it was his face. It was his penis. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Was he? called? is that what it was?
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't remember that part, but I, <laughs> oh, but I remember that. I remember. I thought, I knew something about him was supposed to be accurate on the statue, but there uh, we go. Yeah, I just appreciate it. I really do. Uh, Thanks for the work, and thanks for this awesome fellowship, and just thanks everybody for being there, getting the family together. It's wonderful. Yeah, amen.
4: Anybody else? Anything
3: you learned or anything you want to share? Well, it it was this beautiful teaching. Um,
2: the, the, The one thing that I... Feel is with all these people running, not one of them says anything about God. No one says, "Listen, we need God in this country. Things are wrong. We need God back in the country, and to we need to take care of the the constitutional rights and the amendments of this country." And and those two things, if one would stand up right and do that, they they would see. They would have a big following. And not worry about all this other junk that they say and do and promise and all that stuff, Um, because there are a lot of believers, and uh, and they would back them,
4: and that's what we need.
1: You're right,
3: Patty. You're as you were speaking that I was thinking, did anyone say that? Carly Fiorina talked about God-given gifts, and she emphasized that quite a bit. But none of them actually said we need to get back to the principles of God's word that gave us this great country. Blah 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 blah. None of them really said because they're afraid. There was a time in our country where people talked about God all the time, and now you're absolutely right, Patty. They're not. I I can't think of one who really made it clear that this is where I stand. Um, Carly did make it clear that her mom taught the Sunday school class and, and told her that what you are is God's gift to you. What you do is your gift to God. So she starts off her, every time she does her little speech, she starts it that way and, then, uh, and talks about her God-given gifts Which is not accurate, but at least she talks about God, because you know there's only six. One is the gift of Holy Spirit, and there's five gift ministries, and that's it. Those are the gifts.
2: And but they have to tell you, they have to let people know this is how I stand. The word of God is in my life, and God should be in all everyone's life, and. You know what? Because now, especially with all this business going on with the Muslims wanting to change and take and you know, see us. You're in America. This is America. If you're gonna be here, you're gonna follow us. If not, you go back where you came from. And do you know what nationality she is? By any chance?
3: I don't know. Maybe Italian. Well, I, she married an Italian, but I'm not sure. No.
2: Okay. What was what, her last name? her on before or?
3: I'm not sure. Uh, No, I I don't think so. I'm not sure either. I'm not sure either. All
2: right. But anyway, that's how I feel. And, you know, it's just we
3: need somebody to stand up for God. I think you're right. Yeah, I like that, Patty. And also, you know, I did a little bit of reading here and there about Abraham Lincoln. I had a big book on Abraham Lincoln I'm very fond of, George Mm -hmm. Washington, even Teddy Roosevelt and those guys talked about God all the time. And, you know, we all know that. We've been taught that by Garland that, you know, it was all about God. Everything was God. Now, oh, whatever. But I know where I stand.
2: You
4: too. All right.
0: Um, well, this is Evelyn, and um, it's interesting, uh, great teaching um, it just shows us how blessed we are to be in this country and, you know, even though our some of our laws are being hammered, well, a lot of our laws have been hammered and rearranged and adjusted to suit, you know, uh, man's way, we saw right here how, you know, this guy, here's a powerful king. And uh, whoever his his uh, Congress or Senate was, all those people that he had writing, somebody wrote it all up and, you know, so that it would make everyone accountable to bow down to this idol. And uh, in our administration, we understand that there are, other idols that people worship, you know, and uh, they also make decisions because people will confront them and say, you know, if if you mention God, you know, then you're not bowing down to the, uh, the idol of government or you're not bowing down to the idol of you know, uh, your party or whatever it is, you know, that you put in front of God. So I'm thankful that we have that freedom to choose, to decide, to speak boldly to people so that they know that, um, you know, it's not about these laws, it's about God's laws. And that's what makes the difference for us mm. because this Damn. administration is totally, absolutely <laughs> uh, irrevocable. It, it, it's not going to, you're not going to try to change it. It's going to be here, the uh, Grace Administration, and we have laws and principles that we can stand on uh, uh, because of what our Lord and Savior accomplished. So
4: Thank you very much. Well, I'll jump in.
1: Um, uh, tremendous teaching that, uh, well, God put it in his word, and he preserved his word for us to to have that available. And, of course, you you uh, expanded on a lot of the, the words in there that, that build the uh, – color if you will of the uh, the story but um i was it got my attention and this wasn't the first time I, I i just read this story not too long ago based on uh you know certainly that book on wars there that one chapter on wars and uh the fact that how um you yeah, know they were throwing them in a fiery furnace but yet this isis group they just put a bunch of people in cages and burnt them that's, boy, we're really going back to that Old Testament times there when they start doing that. So we clearly see where they're at, just uh, devil's old tricks. He's using the same old tricks over and over and over again, uh, which is okay in that also because then the, if, in fact, it's all he's got is his old tricks, we know he's already been beat. He's been beat a number of times, so uh, and we just got to not forget that part. I mean, you can get caught up in... The, how horrific it might be to be burned alive, especially be put in a cage and throwing gasoline on, you know, I mean, just the, the mental anguish that would go through uh, until your last breath. Um, but, yeah, we can also look at it in, in the light of – he's been beat at that game quite a few times, and uh, we have to be the ones that initiate. We're the ones that believe. We're the ones that know the accuracy. So we're the ones that have to believe and initiate that – um that believing i guess uh and and stand on god's word regardless of what the current atmosphere and administration is now we also got to take action and vote and promote and research the candidates but i take um i i guess at some point i have to Hold my tongue a little bit because I'm not the one who's willing to go out there and become politically active. So I got to rely on the best that we got, we throw out there. If I'm not willing to do it, then I got to rely on the best we got. Now I can believe for them, and God tells us to do that. So I will do that. I guess that's all I got to say. that's tremendous.
3: Thank you, Erwin. And you heard it. We keep in mind. No matter who becomes president next, look what God did when a king came up with a life-and-death law against believers. Yeah. The king himself said that, God cha- who, that your God changed the word of the king. And then the king later said, this is one stupid law, let me change it. And change it to such a degree that if you speak against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you're going to be cut in pieces. And your house made a poo-poo hill, so <laughs> that's what we want. Let's we want to turn it all the way around. Where, what did you say about Christians? That's hate speech. You can't talk about in this country. You can't talk down about Christians, about believers, about the true God. It ought to be in the other direction. Not where. Oh, you said something. You said that homosexuals have reprobate minds. Oh my goodness, that's hate in Canada right now. There's a law against that. I couldn't teach what the Word says about homosexuality in Canada. It's against the law to, to teach Romans 1. Think about that. Well, that's not what we want here, and God can change the law wherever it is. So uh, if we, as long as we stand. But, yes, of course, Vince, we do certainly want to do our best to elect the best people, people that will acknowledge God, people that will mention God. I will say this, Patty. None of the candidates I listened to backed away from God. They all, you know, Jeb Bush, for one, said when he was questioned about, well, you know, what about the way you feel about abortion? That's always the issue, which is, you're not allowed to breathe your first breath, according to the accuracy of the word, but the, the Republican Party wants to make that an issue, and so they do. But at least he said, look, what It's informed by my faith, is how he put it. Now, you know, it's not as good as saying, hey, look, because I believe God's word. That's why. And God's word is the Bible. Yeah, so. Anyway, anybody else with anything? Uh, Garland, quickly, can you give me some citations in Daniel? Where do we start? Oh, we started at Daniel 3, chapter 3, verse 1. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. But I, uh, I really went in the background, and also Vince, uh, uh, the same groups. Th- these are the like we talked about at nine eleven or after nine eleven. These are the same folks. Yeah,
1: from Iraq, from Iran,
3: the same kind of folks with the same wacky ideas, with the same wacky, you know, wanting the same wacky laws. If you don't. Join ISIS, we're going to burn you alive, chop your head off, blah, 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 Same stuff. Like you said, same stuff, same folks.
2: And it has to be put a stop to it. You know, it yeah. has to get tough and put a stop to that garbage now. Yeah.
1: Uh, as we've been taught, they're going to yep. be with us until comes back.
2: Yeah, because they didn't do what they were supposed to at the beginning. <laughs>
3: Well, I just taught it, so it's between what's in Daniel and what's in Acts chapter nineteen. There's it. The, that's the word's answer to it.
2: Anyway, all right, you guys. I love you. Until love you. next
3: time.
2: Thank you. Bye, bye, Evelyn. Bye, Chuck.
3: Bye. bye, Miss Patty. Bye, bye, Evie. Bye, Vinny.
2: Okay,
3: guys. Bye. Love you. you. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye.